Welcome to Shine, a child and youth development podcast brought to you by Catalyst Family Inc. I am Valerie Kelly, and with me is my co-host, Allie Ladio. If you are a parent, teacher, or work in a childcare setting, our podcast is for you. On Shine, we interview experts in child and youth development, share helpful parenting resources and advice, and provide you with inspiring stories as well as practical advice for supporting your family, community, classroom, and beyond. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Shine, inspiring conversations around children, family, and early child development. My guest today is Diana Ladio, a professional musician and educator based in Nashville. She tours the country playing shows with her electric strings ensemble, the Moxie Strings, and she brings enrichment workshops to schools everywhere. She is an avid emotional health advocate and mentor, and as it comes through in this episode, she cares deeply about helping children become empowered through music. Today, we discuss the importance of creative endeavors in child development and tactical things you can do to weave music and creative pursuits into your children's lives to build lifelong confidence and creativity. All right. Um, hi, Diana. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Um, so I would love if we just started off with a little bit of an introduction. I know I already told our listeners a little bit about the show, but would you mind introducing yourself for everybody? Sure. My name is Diana Ladio. Um, I am a full-time musician and also music educator. Um, I tour with a band. I play violin and fiddle, um, same instrument, common misconception. Um, but I'm lucky to, yeah, say I'm a full-time musician. Um, my band tours the country playing shows, but we also do a lot um, with educational activities in various classrooms, all age groups. Um, and so, yeah, I, uh, I'm from Michigan originally, but I'm based in Nashville now. and do a lot of writing and thinking specifically from a pedagogical standpoint and um, how music fits in life for both adults and children and you know how we as musicians and music teachers can serve the world. So I'm very happy to be here and have the opportunity to talk on the thing that I think about constantly. So thanks so much <laughs> for having me. Thank you so much. It's um, just such an important part of my life and my family, making sure that music is a part of what we do. And I don't think I've ever really been able to put words to it. So I'm excited to hear about what you have to share today. I just have this general knowing that it's really important to us and feels important to the way I raise my kids. So I'm excited to see what we, um, what I learned today. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to just start off with um, hearing a little bit about just in general, how you've seen music impact kids. I know that the sort of um, the basics of our conversation today is to think about using music and different creative pursuits um, and just how those can be worked into kids' lives to help their development in general. So could you speak to your experience with that in a general way? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, man, I could talk for hours on this and I'll just <laughs> hit the ones that I think um, are the most relevant and probably the most all-encompassing. Um, but the, the, Examples that I see the most are related to empowerment and then also celebrating individuality. And then I'd say the other kind of broad topic is actual brain and social development and what music in the music classroom 
and especially social music engagement can do for just development in general and the way that um, our students, I, I don't have kids myself, so I tend to use the word students, but just know when I say students, I mean your kiddos, yeah, <laughs> however yeah. old they are. Yeah, it's just kind of my, my default. But so yeah, um, I think one of the ones that is really, really fun to see evidence of is when I say celebrating individuality, what comes to mind is like allowing for weirdness and for eccentricities and uniqueness. And um, the music classroom tends to be, or, or a social music setting tends to be a place where uh, often the students that aren't so celebrated in more mainstream topics can thrive and shine. Um, and it's just, it's an opportunity to celebrate creativity, which often it's the students that, yeah, that aren't, that aren't fully engaged in or struggle with other classroom topics or are, are more right brain oriented. And we give them a space, you know, to be able to shine and to be able to feel empowered and like that and it it counteracts maybe some of the struggles they're having in other places so that in general i think just offering them a space where it's going to be very different than it would be in other parts of their lives and there are so many students that have this kind of musical intuition that can can really be overlooked without the opportunity to to celebrate it and um in general i think creativity and allowing for movement and singing and things that in, that are full body oriented but also are celebrating the fact that students can come up with their own ideas and i know that that's kind of creativity in a nutshell is is having an idea and having a way of creatively expressing it and uh, it's just it's an easy thing to overlook and the music classroom tends to be a very safe space to be able to do that so I think generally, um, I love seeing the students who are just, you know, a little different and quirky and maybe don't fit as well in other parts of life and have this awesome opportunity to find their thing and be celebrated and just validating student ideas and asking for their creativity. And because there's very little right and wrong in music, especially in the young ages, it's an opportunity to really just validate and empower um, young people instead of um, having to correct or, or you know, don't do this or the some of the some of the rules that we ent that enter all of our other parts of life. Music can be a little more free, and and we can really celebrate cre creativity. I love that. That's I I hadn't really thought of how um, it's such a different way of learning. So that sometimes if kids aren't feeling like they fit into what's being expected of them and other in the majority of their classrooms, they might suddenly feel able to learn in a in a music classroom. Um, and uh, does that ever carry over to you know helping them in other? you know, in their other classrooms too, or in the other ways that they're able to learn? Have you seen that, um, that happen? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's often, I, I taught elementary music and that is a lot of the experience that I'm calling on right now. In addition to what I, I teach more kind of at, at the strings and orchestral students in particular now. Um, and it's definitely evident there. Um, and I can definitely speak to some cool examples on that, but yeah, absolutely students come into the music classroom 
that, and you know, our special needs population is a perfect example of this. Music just accesses a little bit differently. And some students are visual learners and some students are aural learners. And this, the music classroom or including music in instruction and education is just gonna be kind of casting the net even wider in terms of the students that we can catch with the way that we're offering information and engaging different parts of their brains. And so, often students will thrive in the music classroom and you just, you see them walk out of the classroom differently. You know, they found their thing, they found uh -huh. something that, that they can be celebrated in that maybe they aren't in the, in the classroom. And yeah, it comes down to learning style, but also some students are so musically intuitive and they should be validated for that. And I think in general, um, and I speak to this going all the way down to the young ages when we do, like assemblies or presentations, we call them informances. We'll, we'll play and we'll talk a little about our instruments. And the message that I always try to get across, and I touched on this a little bit already, but that finding what makes them weird and unique is, is in my opinion, a, a kind of a lifelong goal, but especially in those younger years. And we love being the illustration of what a life in music could look like or a life just thinking outside the box. You know, nobody not really told us that um, traveling the country with where my bandmate and I are best friends. So traveling the country with your best friend and getting to play music and also work with great students, that's a career. Nobody would have told us that, you know? And I would say often we're kind of shepherded into certain categories in school that we're expected to be good at. And it's, then harder to celebrate the non-school subject talents and activities. So the examples I often use are music or you know, maybe a student's really great at drawing or this would be me talking to the students from stage usually. Or maybe you love yeah. um, listening to your friend's problems or maybe you're really funny or maybe you love to cook. And you know, maybe you love bugs. You know, I usually end with come up with something just kind of quirky to say at the end. But it's <laughs> just the opportunity to say all of those things have a life as well, and they there's a life in them, and it's and it's something that that makes you special and unique, and it's not to be ignored. And you know, there's no reason not to be exploring that and celebrating it, even if it's gaming, you know, or um, something right. that may be seen as a, a departure from what they quote unquote should be doing but really it's such a free-for-all these days if they're showing like a prowess or a particular call towards something um that that finding that special trait or that special talent it can be truly life-changing um for a student when we have the opportunity to celebrate it and the music classroom is a great way to do that but i would say that's just a kind of a general a general idea that I try to live by when I'm working with my students is finding a way to access them and what's relevant and exciting to them, but also, you know, just making sure that they are feeling like they have something very special to offer because every student does, and it might not be a, a something that's you know really traditional or black and white, like being really good at math. Um, and yeah, I find that a lot of times music in particular can be one of those skills that's that's overlooked or not, probably more than that, not given the opportunity to find in the first place. Um, and the more we can introduce music at younger ages, we'll not only kind of get those creative juices flowing and they can open up certain parts of their brains that they wouldn't access otherwise, 
but yeah, then allowing the the future musicians that really have that intuition, no matter what it is, um, whether it's going to be instrumental or singing or or com composition, but giving them the space to find that that unique quality is really important. I love that so much. It sounds so inspiring that you can get the little weirdness and quirks out of anybody, and that kind of leads me to. A question too, because what was coming up is, you know, what if what if kids, you know, let's say it's a little bit down the line and they officially don't consider themselves musical, maybe if they're a little older. Mm -hmm. So um, touching on some of the other funny things that you might be able to pull them out of their shell sounds like a fun way to say, well, it's not just music. There's other things, too. So what what other things have you done? to help get a kid out of their shell if they feel if they're seeming shy or if they're saying that they're don't really consider themselves um creative or something you know what are some other um tricks you have for <laughs> for that yeah absolutely well and creativity is a scary thing it's very vulnerable and i think as adults we know that you know if i that's if right I, if i said to an adult like color me a really beautiful picture right now i mean we clam up or a lot of times when we're asking students in the strings world to improvise which is not often taught in um kind of the traditional orchestral setting the longer they yeah, go in terrifying. life yeah exactly <laughs> the longer they go in life without developing this skill it, the harder it is you know there are there are my, some of my college professors who are the best musicians in the world have never played a note on their instrument that they decided on. It's always something written or instructed. Um, so that I'm, I just call on that so that we as adults can put ourselves in the position to go, okay, yeah, that, that would not be easy for me. And the, to be able to introduce that idea of creativity and having your your ideas validated as young as possible, the easier it is to just have that be a fluid part of life. And this, for example, when we when we ask for improvised solos after we've done our activity to show them what improvisation feels like, and we ask for volunteers to play something for the class, sixth graders, fifth graders are, are hands in the air crawling all over themselves to play for the class. Like they just could, Aww. cannot wait. And then high schoolers will stare at you like you're have spoken another language no with <laughs> wide-eyed just absolutely not even in my realm of possibility and oh my it, gosh yeah so the more that we can you know empower them by celebrating these ideas at the younger levels the better and the easier it is to just have that be a more natural part of their lives and you know i when we're talking about creativity we're not just talking about art and and music it's, you know, doctors have to be creative. Writers, there's so many, so many, maybe not traditionally creative careers that involve free thinking and having to come up with ideas and then also having the bravery to speak up and be able to offer them. Because yeah, as I said, it is very vulnerable. And if you're not used to doing it, it can be really difficult. And that's where our leaders come from, you know, is people who are willing to have ideas and then speak up and act on them. and the creative classroom, whether it's art or music or writing, they all provide this safe. And I guess that's really what um, what I'm getting to is creating a safe environment and where students can feel comfortable offering the those ideas and know that there's not like a right or wrong and that they will be told that something that they've done or come up with is wrong or inadequate is so important because 
leaving that space so that st whatever students come up with, we can go, oh, that's a great idea. Let's try to work that in, you know, or um, it's, it's, it teaches them that it's not as, as scary as it might feel at the start. And I think also the more that we as adults can do that for them in, and in example, regardless of how uncomfortable it is for us, can be really huge too. And a lot of times when we work with teachers at the higher levels who don't have any type of experience outside of the orchestral world and they know that they want to introduce things that they're uncomfortable with to students, we encourage them to just, you know, call on their own vulnerability and say, I don't necessarily know what I'm doing either, but we're going to learn together or we're going to try this musical activity together. Or one of the things I tell parents a lot is it doesn't matter if you sing or not, you sing with your kids and they're, they're not, mm -hmm. they're not the panel on the voice, you know, but having singing <laughs> in this, in your space and, and just, and finding the ways to be vulnerable yourself so that you create a safe environment for your kids is really, really huge. And um, they will learn how to be self-conscious from you and if, and, <laughs> or they will learn how to be fearless from you, you know? Um, but yeah, nice. I would say general statement, celebrating their, their ideas and offering them validation and showing them that being vulnerable and brave, especially in a creative realm is important and safe and special is, can be life-changing. That is speaking to me so much. I especially love just the the general intro about creativity. That's such a um, just being a vulnerable thing that it and it's such a broad word. But you know, I some somehow went through most of my life not thinking I just wasn't creative. I just sort mm. of labeled myself as not a creative person. And I think in my head, creativity equals being able to draw like a beautiful landscape or being able to <laughs> come up with some, you know, being, a, I don't know, so some of the other things that I would think of when I thought of my creative friends, but um, slowly but surely in more of my adult life, I started realizing, Hey, there's, I am creative actually. And I want I wish I'd been labeled that earlier on so that I um, drew it out of myself more because like you said, it's a part of so many um, different careers. Um, so I love that. And sort of, it's a, if you if you speak it, they will come. You know, the more we tell our kids they are creative, um, the, and kind of encourage what they are doing in that space, um, the the better. The more that they'll start to explore. Absolutely. Yep. I couldn't agree more. And I, I agree with you that I was labeled musical pretty young and creative pretty young, but I had the opposite. I just kind of felt predisposed to be pretty bad at math and science <laughs> and it because I was the creative kid, you know, and right. I think the more that we can stray from that and validate all aspects and uh, yeah, I, I try, especially in the music classroom, not necessarily to feel like there are kids that excel and kids that don't and try to keep it just as unifying and celebratory as possible. This podcast is presented to you by Catalyst Family Inc., parent company of Catalyst Kids. Catalyst is the largest nonprofit childcare organization in California, and we encourage children's unique development through play based learning, support busy families through quality care, and strengthen communities by providing a safe place for every child to thrive, offering daycares, preschools, and after school programs, camps, and beyond. Find us at catalystkids.org. starts to seem like creativity is something that everyone should have some access to so though it's just a scale of how you know how much you dive into it or how much um 
how far it goes in any time, but it's something that kids definitely come um, come to naturally from the start. So it seems absolutely, like yeah, to keep working with. Totally, I um I love that, and my I love the improv in particular is a t- was a, such a good example because that is terrifying. You know, any sort <laughs> of improv for adults, you're like, wait, you're going to put me on the spot, and I'm going to have to just come up with something. But oh, I know, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, being vulnerable is becoming a little bit more of a accepted, you know, people are accepting it as a good thing. So I, I like that connection. I think people can, can understand that kind of get that, that what the value of that would be. So if there are people that, um, you know, have their kids in, in school that maybe doesn't offer the music or if they don't really think their kids might be getting as much as they wish they were in, in terms of um, a musical or creative opportunities. Do you um, just have tips for how, um, how we could work on that or how parents could make sure that we're engaging with kids musically at home some some practical strategies for getting it going if we don't think we're <laughs> where we'd like to be in that area absolutely yeah I'm, I appreciate you asking this because one of my like biggest pet peeves as an educator is when you talk about how much something needs to happen or should be done and don't really offer any house um because right. yeah it is and it is so in my opinion it is way easier than you think you absolutely do not need to be musical to have music in your household and thankfully now especially with like youtube and the internet and really great kids programs on these different streaming sites there are lots of ways that the whole family can be involved even if it's just you know spending 10 minutes watching a particular video or, um, and I would say in general, one of the things that can be transformative for students um, is a lot of listening and a variety of music. And so not just the music that you as a parent enjoy, you know, um, definitely that. But I also think that kind of playing a broad spectrum from all countries of the world just to get their ears open to lots of different things. And you never know what might call to them, but more than anything, um, you know, when students are, or when kids are developing, if we don't access certain parts of their brains, you know, they, what's called pruning and they, they are, they kind of get rid of them. So, which you guys know this, it's so important to, to get so much of them, their brains engaged as possible when they're young to start that development. And that's true from a musical standpoint as well. If you're able to do some clapping and keeping some steady beat early on, whether it's just clapping along to the music you're listening to on the radio or singing along to music on the radio so that they're starting to engage their voices and understand how their voices can contribute musically versus just talking. And that can happen from infancy, you know? Um, and, and then I would say, yeah, the same way that, that our brains can prune different aspects of speech and certain skills when we're younger without engaging them. If we can begin engaging their ears in lots of a variety of ways, it's something that is going to affect their musical upbringing and their musical development going forward. So I'm thinking rather than just listening to maybe rock or pop, definitely listen to that. Um, That's my favorite. But including maybe some music from Asian countries or very specifically Middle Eastern countries because they use a completely different scale. They, instead of just a 12 note scale that you you and I would be used to, they've got tons of microtones in between, which just makes for a very different listening experience. And it, it might, it might feel 
a little strange, but it, it is just listening and immersing their ears in new things is one of the absolute best ways that we can engage them. And then, yeah, I would say as much, um, kind of participation that you can offer them in a musical sense. Again, I'm say, I'm going to say like throw any type of self-conscious out the window. Your your kids are not critics. They're so excited to have you clapping or dancing with them or singing along to something with them. And they will learn from you that that's a that it's a safe space to be able to do that. And that's where a lot of times it's offering the space for their own creative exploration, you know, giving them something to listen to and letting them dance to it and sing along and seeing um, how, and just give it, yeah, giving them the freedom to, to explore a particular music, a particular piece of music or particular genre in their own right. Um, so yeah, I would say physical dancing, clapping, singing along, um, there are a lot of cool resources and programs out there. If you have it, if you have the means to be able to enroll in some type of extracurricular kinder music or something like that, they're pretty, they're pretty amazing in terms of developing certain skills early. But the, I'm even, like I said, even simple things like clapping along can go a really long way in engaging and kind of getting the ball rolling on some of these musical skills. So don't shy away, I guess would be one That's of the great. overarching statements. Yeah, just dive in and be silly and, and dance and enjoy music alongside them. And, a ver and then variety would be the other key point. That's, that's great. I feel like my biggest takeaway today for sure, my, my homework will be to expand on some of my um, the music we have on, on the background when I'm doing, you know, dinner or cooking around the house, because, um, I like the idea of the different, using different cultures and not just kind of listening to the same thing. Um, and then they'll come in and stomp in and want to listen to Frozen, but you know, maybe <laughs> yeah, I'll get, exactly. maybe I'll get, get a little bit in ahead. Um, Absolutely. that's really helpful. And I know that that sort of thing, um, will probably strike a chord as doable things for parents. And also the sort of the bravery piece of it seems helpful for teachers that, um, you know, childcare providers helping kids every day that might not consider themselves to be musical, but might be doing, um, definitely some creativity and musical parts of their, um, class, but I don't know, you know, it might not come naturally to put themselves out there and, and be, uh, brave and vulnerable in that way. So I love that tip too. Um, so thank you so much. That's awesome. Um, what do you think, just one thing that came to mind is what makes a great music teacher, somebody who has to do this all the time? Like what are some good qualities that um, childcare providers and teachers could try to expand on as they try to develop their um, you know, ability to teach music and creative skills? Oh, I love that question. Well, this is going to touch on probably a couple of the things that we've talked about before, but I yeah. would say one of the, I, I cannot stress enough the importance of a safe and, and um, welcoming and celebratory space for all students equally. There doesn't, and uh, especially at the younger ages, trying to refrain from no, that's not quite right, or let's do it differently next time, to, wow, that's a really interesting idea, and what's, what's your idea? Um, and just creating an environment where students know that when they are brave and vulnerable and offer something creative, that they will be celebrated, pretty much no matter what. And my bandmate and I are known for, like, just 
you know, shouting and, and dancing around and like going o over the top when a student volunteers to solo because that type of positive reinforcement can can be a thread that they take with them through throughout their whole musical or creative careers, whatever they look like. Um, so that safe environment, yeah, and the, the comfort to be able to take some risks and be vulnerable and step out on their own, that is, in my opinion, that's priority one, is letting them know that their ideas are valid and great, kind of, without, without any discipline, without any extra parameters. That's it. Your idea yeah. is wonderful and it's to be celebrated. And then I would say that does take some patience and uh, an open mind and, you know, a room full of students all singing together is beautiful. But if they all have, you know, recorders in their hands or percussion instruments, that is, <laughs> that is a skill in its own, you know, to just be loose and go with the flow and allow for chaos and, yeah, maybe that kind of flexibility in teaching and ability to go off on some tangents and allow ideas to develop. Um, we teach a, a clinic program that is probably my absolute favorite to teach because it we leave it very open-ended and say we are going to write a piece together and have a student play a note and then we build a chord from there and then we build several chords which become like an accompaniment part and then we do some improv and we form a melody together and I'll have students play their ideas and find a way to piece them together into this tune that we write together. And it's the most challenging thing we teach because it requires some, so much improvisatory on the spot teaching, you know, thinking about how these melodies could fit together and how to tweak them. But it's often the students, and this is kind of calling on an earlier point too. It's often the students who aren't at the sitting in the front of the orchestra where classical music comes easily and reading music comes easily they are often the, the students in the back with the blue hair or, you know, with the safety pins in their ears that are just known for not really being able to participate, but they keep showing up and they know they love music. And here is an, is an opportunity to try something new where they can be celebrated and validated. And I think that that's true in any music classroom, that we're, we're just casting a wider net and allowing everybody to, to be celebrated. And the more we can take our hands off the wheel and leave the space for the creativity to flourish in the way that it's meant to that day um, is important. It's hard to do, especially as teachers. We love our lists. We love our plans. But that, yeah, that space to allow things to unfold in the way that they, that particular group of students would like to that day is, can be really important. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, good. It just, I, and it reminds me of what you were saying earlier about just celebrating any, any of the weirdness that comes up in every, Absolutely. In every student. That's a great phrase. Yeah, well, thank you. And um, yeah, I'm just can't stop thinking about all the sort of things I want to incorporate. I think one of my we, we're naturally, you know, musical in my family and my girls make up songs all the time. And now I'm actually just terrified. I feel like that's going to stop. So mm. if, uh, as a final note, if you have any, any tips for how you could get a kid who is creative and loves music who doesn't to not let the coolness <laughs> remove that from right. that. I'm like, oh, if you ever stop making up tunes in the back of the car, I'll be so sad. Um. Oh yeah. Well, and it will it yeah. will come and go. That's for sure. As with anything, things will become cool and less cool. And in the younger years, I would say participate as much as possible. And then as students are learning their own instruments or, or are 
if there's a situation where you need to remind them to be practicing or something like that, the actually the least engaged you could be is probably better. Um, mm -hmm. And that is something that I, I remember having that conversation with my parents saying, every time you tell me to practice, it becomes something I'm doing for you and not something that I'm electing to do and I'm having as, as mine. And mm -hmm. it makes me not want to do it. And so, yeah, when it's when it's young and we're just we're facilitating that safe space and ex exploration and movement and that that's where they really need your example to know that it's okay to take some risks and explore and listen and enjoy music. But as they get a little bit older, more autonomy, I think, is important and letting it be their relationship with music or creativity or the arts is important, too, and facilitating it and offering the space. But it doesn't need to be something that that becomes rigid like other subjects might. I think it's important okay. to keep it loose, keep it fun. Okay, I love that. That's that's a good tip. I think I can I can I can manage that dance. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, oh yeah. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything that we didn't touch on today, Diana, that you'd like to share? No, I, this was really enjoyable. Thank you so much, Allie. And I would love to continue to be a resource. Half of what I do is, you know, mentoring and answering questions and fielding emails. So if there are specific questions, I feel free. It's, it's easy. My email is Diana Ladio, D-I-A-N-A-L-A-D, as in David, I-O at gmail.com. And great. That's my, so great yeah. to offer that. And we'll, yeah, we'll put that in the notes as well in case any of our listeners have questions or want to get in touch with you. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, Diana. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Shine, inspiring conversations around children, family, and early child development. Please subscribe so that you don't miss an episode and connect with us. You can find us at catalystkids.org shine.